0: Hello listeners, this is Rand from Randomosity. It is busy traffic right now. I am recording and driving at the same time. I can do a lot of things at the same time. I am multitasking. I once had to eat and drive at the same time. That was fun. Um, but I wouldn't advise it. Well, if you can multitask, then go for it. But as far as like drinking and driving, no, don't do that. Don't be stupid. But yeah, oh, funny fat, funny thing that I thought of uh, recently is like um, well years ago there was like a Doritos commercial competition, and there was one Doritos com- commercial that was pretty funny where it had a guy that was mixing beer with Doritos, like a, um, a beer flavored Dorito and just trying to pitch the idea to the clients there and obviously that that would be like a terrible idea but it would be really funny if they actually endorsed it and some people got pulled over for eating and driving these type of doritos (laughs) so just a funny thought on that one and if you have seen the commercial then you know what i'm talking about but if you haven't you should look it up on youtube it is hilarious there's a scene where he's like um He's eating too much of these Doritos, and he's basically becoming intoxicated. And at the end of the skid, it's like a 30 seconds long, I think. But by the end of the skid, he's, he, he, his business attire is like um, really um, <laughs> all over the place. Like he's got a shirt unbuttoned. He's got a tie angled a certain way or loose. And... <laughs> And the clients are trying to calm him down because he's going through, like, some weird mood swing. And then all of a sudden he's like, you don't know me. And it just cuts to the end of uh, the commercial. It was hilarious. But, yeah. Anyway, let's see here. Um, For today, since it's, that's not September, it's October. It's October 8th, 2020. Best year ever. No, it can be. You just have to stay positive about it and I'm not trying to be sarcastic then against I am and that is my language So yeah, if you like sarcasm, then you're in the right place. So let's see here Uh, Yesterday I talked about Evil Dead 2 and as a movie review because I'm part of like a Facebook page that I am a part of uh, or part of um, Yeah, part of, my bad. Yeah, I know English me fail english that's impossible well sometimes it is impossible it's a tough language anywho um so yeah if you want to listen to my review on evil dead um just go on the next episode of the of my link here and just go from there it's yeah it's a pretty interesting movie uh not my favorite like i said before i think um Army of Darkness has got to be my favorite with Sam Raimi as the director of all three. Um, I like to style that, like, like, he started with a shoestring budget with his first one with Evil Dead and it became, like, a cult classic and a, and a hit. And he just improved with the budget that he was given because once he... It was basically a student film with uh, the first Evil Dead. And then when it did so successful overnight, uh, the producers wanted him to, gave him enough money to make a sequel. So he was like, okay, let's see what I can do with this much money and budget and stuff like that. And he improved upon it. And it was, I, I just felt like the, it was cool that he was able to do, make a sequel. And uh, it, I just felt like it was a rehash of the original with different characters uh, I was really, it was really cool that he made uh, a third one after that because I honestly like the third one out of all of that. Maybe because I like fantasy movies and this was like a fantasy horror movie, so it's kind uh, of we got uh, the best of both worlds of uh, the genres that I like the most. I do like fantasy movies. I do like uh, like knights in shining armor fighting dragons and monsters and stuff like that type of creature features, and I also like horror. So yeah. So it was a perfect combo. And I'm actually writing a few scripts that are, like, based on that. Like fantasy horror, I guess, if that's when you, when you what you want to call it as a genre. And one of the, them is called Elemental. I've been trying to work on this one for years, and I'm trying to finish the script, like... I remember the first draft I read it, and I I introduced, like, a lot of characters in there, but there was no plot. Like, it wasn't going anywhere, and I already wrote, like, 50 pages into it, and I brought it to, like, a a uh, script-reading place, and they liked the introduction of uh, the characters. They just wanted to know how it was going to end and stuff, and I was like, I don't know. This is my first script, (laughs) so... And... And... I um, re like, after taking a class, like, on learning how to write a plot and everything, like, beginning, middle, and end, having, like, a first and second act and a third act and everything, and culminations in between, and, like, a climax in there, like, figuring who's the hero and whatnot, I have a good grasp of, like, what I want the story to be, and with Elemental, it's basically going to be an al- allegory on um, atheism where a father is, um, he, he has a daughter. Like, he learns about, like, Elvish culture, like, fairy folk culture, and he learns the language and everything like that. And he has a daughter, and he teaches her. And then all of a sudden, she's kidnapped, and or Like, something happens while they are um, out in the woods, and they get lost, and... We see that the girl was kidnapped, but, like, she gets switched by a changeling, so then she, well, replaced by a changeling, and the father, when he brings a changeling home, who's disguised as his daughter, he gets to, excuse me, he begins to wonder, like, what's wrong with her, and then he realizes that she's a changeling, and he's trying to find her his daughter uh, throughout the story and he's blaming fairy folk for like the missing of her daughter just kind of like a um god or sorry uh a regular person would blame god for the missing of her of his children and um like, he used to like fairy folk at first as a young kid, but then growing up, realizing that some of the fairy folk are, like, evil and stuff like that, so, but as he, and he's even hired to try to, by Christians, to get rid of the fairy folk, and, um, so it's kind of like, uh, Ghostbusters in a way, but like a fantasy version of, like, him trying to find each fairy folk and destroy them, because he knows how to do it, and, but along his journey of like destroying fairy folk and also trying to find his daughter, he begins to learn that there are some uh, good fairy folk people that he can trust. And so he begins to uh, rekindle that love for them and eventually find, learn that there's like good fairy folk and there's bad fairy folk and that he should focus on the bad fairy folk and try to destroy them because they're the ones that are um, making his life miserable with the missing of his daughter and stuff like that so yeah so that's one uh fantasy script that I'm working on that's pretty cool and the other one it's pretty interesting I'm debating on the title right now like um it's gonna be kind of like uh it's gonna take place like in the 80s of like kids that are playing Dungeons and Dragons And because I don't want to get sued, I'm not going to call it Dungeons & Dragons, obviously, or at least the game that they're going to be playing. I'm going to call it uh, either Jails & Jabberwockies, or just Jocks & Jabberwockies, because the whole story is going to be, it's going to be kind of like uh, the TV show um, Freaks & Geeks mixed with uh, Stranger Things. because there's like a scene in one of the episodes of Freaks and Geeks when they're playing Dungeons and Dragons and they're inviting James Franco's character and he's considered like this cool guy that wouldn't hang out with kids like them but he ends up hanging out with them and playing Dungeons and Dragons and having a fun time. And I'm going to do something kind of like that where a bunch of friends who don't hang out with each other in high school because of the cliques that they are part of like jocks... Um, nerds, geeks, what have you, and they don't, like they used to hang out with each other when they were younger, but when they decide to do sports or whatnot, they um, uh, lose the friendship that they had and don't hang out with them anymore because their clique told them not to because it's not cool or it's like you'd be considered a square if you did and everything. So. Well, that was like 1950s reference. But yeah, yeah, anyway, you got the idea. So that's one thing I'm going to be doing, and it's going to be interesting of like how we're, my friend and I were working on the script and how it's going to pan out. And kind of excited for this because we're cre- creating some ideas where it's going to be like um, whenever they are playing Dungeons & Dragons, it's going to cut to um, them actually being the characters in the Dungeons and- & Dragons it's not gonna be Dungeons and Dragons, it's gonna be Jails and Jabberwockies. <laughs> so when they're whenever they're playing that, it's gonna be um just like it'll cut to a scene where they are um playing the game and then they were they are their characters in the game. And it's gonna be interactive too. So like for example, uh if somebody acts if if their character like They're in the fantasy realm of the game Jails and Jabberwockies, and all of a sudden they walk into the marshes and they realize that the marshes are like really sticky, and they're like, "I can't move." And then it will, it will cut to, it will have the characters be like, "Dude, why'd you spill the soda?" And and this is when they're in the fantasy realm and they're saying that, and then it will cut to the scene when they're actually playing the game. And you see that somebody accidentally spilled soda on the board game. And it's on all the pieces, like the figurines and... And the figures are stuck on the on the playboard, so they have to like um, get like acetone to remove them and stuff like that. So it's gonna be have have some funny interactions like that. Like we're gonna have some rules. Like whenever some whenever a parent is like calling downstairs, like saying like, "What are you guys doing?" Uh, it will be in the fantasy realm of things. It will be like whenever it will be like a a godlike figure is like having a booming voice, like, asking what's going on and stuff like that. And while they're playing a game and they get interrupted, like, nothing, Mom, we're just playing this game. Can you um give us some time? It's hard to do this and not break character and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, another thing. Um, they have to play by the rules of um, they have to speak in Old English or else they have to pay the toll and stuff. And so they... Yeah, they would basically be speaking like uh, Shakespearean characters and they couldn't break character because if they did, they have to pay the narrator money and stuff. So it's kind of funny. So be doing stuff like that. And that one, yeah, I think I'm going to have a little fun with that one as well. When I get a chance to finish that, I'm just like creating some ideas. So that's one script I'm working on right now with a bunch of friends. And yeah, it's going to be really fun. I'm going to take a little break really quick and then I'll come back to you later. Okay, I'm back. Uh, so the last time I was just talking about the two fantasy films that I'm, well, scripts that I'm hoping to finish. I don't know when I'm going to. My goal is to try to finish a script a month. So this month I'm going to try to finish the script I'm working on called Dream Escapes. And I probably talked about that late uh, a while ago, but anywho... Um, so I'm going to take a break from talking about my scripts for now and I've got like less than 20 minutes to talk about it so but we'll see how it happens if I like take a break in between or I finish the third part of this So i I'm trying to split this in the third so I can put like um ads in between so I can get sponsors excuse me I'm burping in between I apologize Anyway um and I was looking through like one of the things that I mentioned that I was planning on doing for this October was um top pitch some, like, script, or, like, fan fiction of these, like, um, combined movie titles that would be funny to, to hear, or, like, hear the synopsis and everything, and I'm just gonna go through, through the list of, like, some funny ones, and hopefully we'll get some more later on, because these ones are hilarious. They were, like, between, like, my family and I have, like, um, ideas. We were thinking of, like, um, like, if we, if we combined both titles of different movies, and what would the synopsis be if we did that? For example, A Beautiful Megamind. So it's a combination of A Beautiful Mind and Megamind. And the, sno- the synopsis that we have here is, being a villain can be difficult, especially when you always lose and never get the girl. Megamind develops a strong friendship with Space Godfather and Bernard, who, who help him become the the hero in the story. Little does he know that they are both part of his beautiful mega mind. So yeah, that's one that we've got going on. And the next one is Kindergarten RoboCop. So it's a combination of Kindergarten Cop and RoboCop. And the synopsis is Sarah Connor planned to enroll her son John in kindergarten in Astoria. But she didn't plan on her son having a Terminator as a substitute Spanish teacher who plans on assassinating the Connor family. Hasta la vista, baby. (laughs) So that was pretty funny. And then the next one we have is Free Willy Wonka. And this is a combination of Free Willy and the Willy Wonka movie. Like, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And the synopsis is... Mr. Wonka is convicted of multiple accounts of the killing of children in his factory. The film goes deep into the investigation and unfolding of what really happened to be behind the walls of Wonka's factory. Should they free Willy or fry Willy? And this is actually kind of uh, fitting for this because if you follow Corridor on YouTube, they actually made a rated R version of... Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, where all the kids who went into the factory, they got killed. (laughs) And it's actually pretty funny. If you haven't watched it, you should. Look it up on YouTube. It's hilarious. And the next one is Reservoir Dogs All Go to Heaven. So it's basically a combination of Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs and all, all, All Dogs Go to Heaven. And it's a very short synopsis, but we have here a dog returns from the dead and uses an orphan girl to organize a jewelry heist. <laughs> and next one is the Empire Strikes Back to the Future, a combination of the Empire Strikes Back and Back to the Future. And there's actually a meme on this, like somebody uh, actually uh, put like a Obi Wan's face in place of Doc. Dr. Brown, and they put Luke Skywalker's face in front of, uh, Marty McFly's, and it's pretty funny. There's even, like, a scene where he's, like, in the bar, and he's talking to his dad, who happens to be, um, Anakin Skywalker, and, and, in, in that, like, uh, bar scene when they're getting, like, uh, uh, chocolate milk or whatever, and so it's really funny. So anyway, the synopsis is, uh, Darth Vader tur- turns his attention away from the Rebel Alliance when two new adversaries appear, Doc Brown and Marty McFly. Vader briefly steals the DeLorean, brings Biff, Ziff, and Griff to stop Marty from aiding the Alliance. Doc and Marty must also take Princess Leia back to Alderaan during the events of A New Hope where Vader placed Jennifer Parker just hours before his other self destroyed the planet. So, that would be an interesting plot to see, if they were going to make that movie in a, in a combo or something like that. And here's uh, The Godfather of the Bride. It's a combination of The Godfather and Father of the Bride. Both are really good at movies. Well, Father of the Bride, I like more. It's a good 90s movie. Anyway, the synopsis is the story of Don Car- Car- Carleano, Carleone, and his attempts to keep business away from family on the day of his best friend's daughter's wedding. Next one is snakes on planes, trains, and automobiles. So this is basically a combination of snakes on a plane and planes, trains, and automobiles. And the synopsis is, An FBI agent... Yeah, I am an FBI agent! An FBI agent traveling home from Thanksgiving has to decide which mode of transportation is more dangerous a plane full of deadly and poisonous snakes or being being travel companion with an obnoxious shower curtain ring salesman (laughs) and the next one is a dirty harry potter it's a combination of a harry potter movie and dirty harry with clint eastwood what happens when a young wizard is locked up under the stairs without ability to shower for an extended time? <laughs> and the next one is, um, We Bought a Zoolander, a combination of We Bought a Zoo and Zoolander. Matt Damon and his family have taken a huge risk in the family-friendly comedy. After buying a dim-witted three-time male model of the year, they must choose to either stick with him or jump ship and abandon him to the harsh world of freelance male modeling. So yeah, that's pretty funny. And the next one is uh, Ferris Bueller's Day of the Dead. The synopsis is, Ferris Bueller was sick with a mysterious virus. Hmm, could be COVID. (laughs) That turns him, Cameron, and Sloan into walking dead. They still manage to have an enjoyable day together as they try to single-handedly infect all participants in the St. Patrick's Day parade. Next one is the Sixth Sense and Sensibility. So it's a combination of the Sixth Sense and Sense and Sensibility. Three young sisters find they have the ability to communicate with their dead stepfather, played by Bruce Willis, who left their excuse me, who left them penniless. <laughs> Next one is the Breakfast Fight Club. A combination of the Breakfast Club and Fight Club. So the first rule of the Breakfast Fight Club, don't talk about it. Four teenagers are stuck together for the whole Saturday due to their activities outside of school. Two of these activities involve starting a food fight during breakfast and secretly promoting Project Mayhem. And next one is Iron Man on Fire, a combination of Iron Man and Man of Fire with Denzel Washington. In this new addition to the Iron Man saga, Tony Stark must find the Harris to a Mexican Fortune 500 company before Dakota Fanning is killed. And is that, this next one is really interesting. They actually, I've actually find found. Excuse me, I found a poster that had this on here, but I'll I'll just read the title so you can get the idea. Star Shrek, and yeah, the poster had like um Shrek that looked like Spock. It was pretty funny. You can look it up. It's hilarious. Anyway, the synopsis says Shrek learns that he really isn't an onion layered ogre, but an extraterrestrial from the planet Vulcan. He loot. He loves making suits of freshly peeled human skin and squeezes a jelly from their eyes to use on toast. We're shrekt. would next one is Freaky Friday the 13th. So it's a combination of Freaky Friday and Friday the 13th. When a mother and a daughter switch bodies, they both learn... That they each have a dark pass. The daughter is into heavy metal metal, while the mother is into heavy machete machete. Well they excuse me, will they both survive a Friday together, especially when it falls on the thirteenth? So that's pretty funny. And this one is another movie poster that's that is out there that you should take a look at. And it's combination is a Mulan Rouge but as like Mulan as like the recent live action movie Mulan. <laughs> After saving China and donning the man attire, Mulan decides to use her singing talents to help open a burlesque house with her name on it. <laughs> Next one is I've actually seen a movie poster of this one it's hilarious. Planet of the Snapes. A combination of Planet of the Apes and just having a Harry Potter character in there. <laughs> an ex-, ex, excuse me, an experiment goes wrong when a bunch of uh, Muggle muggles take the blood of the Half Blood Prince and create clones out of them. Now there are three hundred and ninety four of them. <laughs> the next one is Shaun of the Dead Poet Society, a combination of Shaun of the Dead and Dead Poet Society. Sean decides to turn his his morbid life around by playing a game of cricket and inspiring his students to enjoy poetry. Little does he know that the students are the undead who feast on the living. Alright, the next one is I, Robots. This is a combination of Will Smith's I, Robots and Robots that has like the uh, late Robin Williams and... and Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor's still alive, so he's not dead. Anyway. The com uh, sorry, the combination. Uh, (laughs) yeah, the combination is one, two, three, four, five. The synopsis is a popular robotic corporation is trashing all robots who refuse upgrading. Detective Spooner teams up with Rodney Copperbottom to start a revolution that will end all upgrades for machines. And this one's more of, like, a song for, like, the synopsis here, because I saw, like, a movie poster on this one. And the title is The Fresh Prince of Persia, combination of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which isn't a movie, it's a TV show, and a combination of the movie Prince of Persia. And here are the lyrics, and I'm going to butcher it. So, let's see if I can sing it. I'm not a good singer when it comes to, like, freestyle, but we'll see. In the westlands of Persia, born and raised in a desert where I spent most of my days jumping around climbing all cool and all falling off a building outside the pool when a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight. Then Tusk got scared. He said, you're using that dagger to change the time so so there. So yeah, it's kind of funny. (laughs) I made it up. And the next one is Monsters vs. Aliens. So it's a combination of, uh I guess it was two movies, I think. I can't remember. It's been a while. But yeah, anyway. But it's like Monsters, Inc., I think. Yeah, that's right. The synopsis says that. The monsters at Monsters, Inc. are struggling with a shortage in the power that runs their wor- that runs their world. The kids don't get scared anymore. The monsters decide to recruit creatures from the from out of this world to get the job done. Little did they know that the face huggers were part of the two-in-one package. (laughs) And the next one is The Nightmare on Elm Street Before Christmas. So a combination of A Nightmare Before Christmas and A Nightmare on Elm Street. And the synopsis is, for Freddy Krueger, scaring teenage kids at Elm Street wasn't enough. No. He moves to the 34th Street, and instead of... Donning the striped shirt and fedora, he takes Santa's red suit and calls himself Fred Claus. <clears throat> There's actually a movie called Fred Claus, so that's kind of funny, but it's like Fred Claus, as in the claw. So yeah, it'd be funny to actually see that into see that made into a movie. And the next one is Pan's Labyrinth, the Yes, there is a movie called Pan's Labyrinth, but this is a different combination. It is a combining Pan's Labyrinth and Peter Pan. I guess it could have been called Peter Pan's Labyrinth, but we'll see. Anyway, let's see here. It says, A young girl is given 13 hours to solve a labyrinth with the fawn. They need to rescue the girl's baby brother before the Goblin King makes him his he- heir. That wasn't too funny. My bad on that one. <laughs> And there's Star of the Wars. Oh yeah, this one's a combination of uh, Star Wars and um, War of the Worlds. And this will probably be my last last one I'm going to be doing, because I have to go to work in a little bit, but here's a synopsis. Famous star Tom Cruise is a Sith Lord who will stop at nothing in killing all rebel scums, Jedis, and uh, celebrates alike, starting starting with Oprah. So i end on that. Uh, let's see. Oh, I see. Oh! There's a different one. Oh, I, I think I did that one. Oh! Oh, my bad. With the Pan's uh, Labyrinth, <laughs> that was a combination of my bad. I, I read the wrong one. I'm going to go back to that before I s- uh, stop here. With the Pan's Labyrinth, the one that I read before, I apologize for this. That was, uh, <laughs> it was a combination of um, Pan's Labyrinth and also Labyrinth like the 1980s movie with like the goblins. That makes more sense now. So let me read that again so you can read that. It's a, a young girl is given 13 hours to solve a labyrinth with a fawn. They need to rescue the girl's baby brother before the goblin king makes him his heir. So that makes more sense now. It's not Peter Pan. Here's the one that I was talking about that is Peter Pan's labyrinth. And that's a combination of Peter Pan and Pan's labyrinth. And the synopsis is, Peter kidnaps orphan boys and takes them to Neverland, where they must find their way out through a huge labyrinth. They slowly become known as the Lost Boys. <laughs> so we'll end on that. I'm going to have to go in a little bit, but anyway, um, like this this page or share it, uh, listen to it, become a subscriber, and um, help me make more uh, audio audio recordings of this, more podcast episodes so you can hear more about it later. So until then, um, keep your masks on, stay safe out there, and have fun. Toodles!